Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I'm so glad you are with us on this Palm Sunday 2021. Palm Sunday 2021. Now, y'all aren't confused on what video I'm wanting now, right? <laughs> okay, so we got to do the outreach first. So they'll, uh, they'll come up for, no, not first. I'm sorry, I got it backwards. You got the other one? All right, sorry. My confusion there. My message this morning is titled, Living Examples. I suspect that most of you, certainly all of you adults, have at some time or other heard this phrase. Lessons are better caught than taught. If you didn't hear that one, you heard its many variations. Monkey see, monkey do. I know that's not politically correct right now, but it is how when I was a child, it's the same concept. It goes by other words. Practice what you preach. Or actions speak louder than words. So you get the concept. Lessons are better caught than taught. Especially when it comes to children Lessons are better caught than taught. We work hard at teaching kids, but they tend to mimic a lot of what we do. Today I want to move you to a place of action in sharing your faith. All right, so I'm going to let you guys in on it. Y'all know that I came from the South, right? You figured that out a little bit after a little while, you picked up on that. So there is a tendency for plenty of us that are from the South to appreciate what you're about to hear. And I'll just follow me, I'll tell you when to shut her down, okay? Go right ahead. Come on, Patrick. All right, you can shut her down now as much as I hate to. That was Toby Keith. And uh, what I hope you got, besides the uh, uh, interesting music um, that wanted, made you not want to sit still, was that a little less talk and a lot more action. You see, it goes with my theme today, living examples. Lessons are better caught than taught. A little less talk and a lot more action. The course gets a little more dicey in the second verse, so that's why you didn't hear any more of that song. As the last Sunday in March passes into history for 2021, it blows my mind just saying those words. I'm going to talk to you about faith that moves to action. I really on theme for what I want our church to be in this community that we are a part of. Just yesterday we had a 
bunch of our wonderful people, including many young people, here sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ right here on our grounds in the unique way of an egg hunt, which is just an excuse for an outreach. I'm ready for that other video now. Um, Isaiah, if you could go ahead and play that. This is from our outreach just yesterday. Give the Lord a shout of praise. 18 souls brought into the kingdom of God right here on these grounds just yesterday. That crowd of people was here. What a blessed day. And I'm so grateful for our people that gathered and chose to give up some time for the work of the Lord. And, and it involved more than just yesterday, but I'm so grateful. Pastor Mackay and, and uh, Vanessa, Mario, God bless you uh, for, for being such a part of this and leading us down this. Ronnie and... Uh, the crew, we had food and all kinds of good things happening here. And so you're connected to that, church. You're connected to that. And uh, by now, most of you know that here at Central Assembly of God, we go hard after souls. Um, uh, that is the main ingredient in our quest to become the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. I'm not ashamed to say that because it's my heart and my passion. I just want to do what God's called us to do. And so we're going to keep going hard after souls, week after week and day after day and year after year. And so once again, we're going to join to, with other churches this Friday. We actually have the Good Friday service. Pastor Amy already talked about that just this Friday at 6 p.m., if you don't have plans, work around that. Make your plans, work around it, be a part of that service. And it's a community service. We got several churches represented and pastors that are going to be a part of this. And, and I know it's going to be a beautiful evening and I want you to be a part of it. So I hope all of this speaks to you because I want you to understand something that happens in our offices, in our staff meetings. There's a never-ending quest to reach beyond our walls. We work hard at not falling into the endless patterns of same old church, same old approach. You have to work at that. It doesn't just magically happen. 
But we do understand this principle. If you keep doing the same thing the same way, eventually people stop recognizing it as valid. Fall into ruts and it's nothing new, nothing exciting. And yeah, I'll just give you a warning right now. Next year's Easter outreach is going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. We've got some sharp people, Pastor Mackay and Vanessa, they scheme in the spirit. It's a good way to scheme. The only right way to scheme is in the spirit. And, and they got something up their sleeve that's gonna, it's gonna make a difference. And I thank God for good people that, uh, that God has brought to us. And, and, and they linked arms with us in leadership and in a passion and a like passion to seek the lost, what the word tells us to do. And we pray and we ask God continuously in our staff to, uh, to give us fresh ideas on how we would reach the territory that he's given us, God's given us to possess. That the heart of today's message is the, is being an example of God's message. Look at your neighbor right now or your spouse and tell them, you are the message. <laughs> are you sure about the message you're sending? Mark 16, verse 15 says it this way. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So it's not enough that we just live a good life. We have to take it to the next level of preaching. And guess what? Preaching is more than what you speak. Father, I pray that you take this word just now and that you multiply it in the hearts of everyone who hears it. That everyone who listens in today, through whatever means, will walk away knowing that they are entrusted with the responsibility to take this message everywhere we go. Amen. And I tell you this to say that this is a mission that is possible because God made it possible. And so what you have to do for this to work is you got to move past the go. Move past the go. You know, well, you've played Monopoly. And there's a point at which you got to leave go. You got to stop talking, go, and start walking, go. You've got to actually move beyond the saying, go, to actually go wing. And so, Jesus, in all of the Gospels and Acts, gives us these particularly important last words. And then he told him, Mark says, I just gave this verse to you, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone, to everyone, to everyone. And there's urgency in these words. Jesus, I said it last week, God never wastes his energies, he never wastes his words. Jesus in those last moments, and, and I know that the guys didn't get it. Literally, until Jesus was taken up, they still were messed up. They didn't really get it. Because once he rose from the dead, the way the disciples looked at it, they thought that Jesus was just, he was going to set up his kingdom now. Now we're ready, Lord. Okay, it's about to happen. You proved to everyone that you weren't dead. You came back out of the grave after three days, and now you're ready to set up your kingdom. And Jesus is ascending into the sky, and they're going, wait a minute. 
This is not what we had in mind, Lord. And so he doesn't waste those words. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And as we see in our world today, the continued advancement of evil, we're compelled to get busy. Look at your neighbor right now and say, get busy busy. I don't know why it's not advancing, Isaiah. I'm trying, bud. So maybe you can move the next one, bud, for me. My battery's still good here. Thank you. We don't have much time. You know, you see anyone that, if you've walked with the Lord for five years or more, there's an advancement. There's an acceleration. Things are changing in the world that you're a part of now. I think I said it, no, maybe I said it on Wednesday night. I think I said it on Wednesday night. Could be wrong, but I'm so glad I, wa I wasn't born 10, 15 years ago. I am so glad I wasn't born 15 years ago. In the world that, that your children are a part of right now, it's messed up. Everything's discombobulated. What was right 15 years ago is wrong today. Go back further and it gets worse. Hebrews 10.25 puts it this way. The word says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. People are still doing that. Neglecting gathering in church. I don't need church. I pray in my house. I watch television. I got, I got some good people, and you can. You can get fed 24 hours a day. You can get fed something. And if you eat 24 hours a day, you're going to get fat and be no good. It's unhealthy. It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. You sit in your house or on your computer or your telephone, you're watching, you're hearing, you're getting fed all kinds of stuff. Sometimes it's not good for you. And more than that, that's not what God said for you to do. He said, do not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Listen, if it was near 1900 and something years ago, it's way more near now. And I think you could see it. And so these words go into all the world are the driving force behind the reason for being of the church. And what I'm about to do right now is I'm going to take you, literally any of you could go to the assemblyofgod.org, their national website, and you will see what I am about to present to you. But it is the reason for being for the church. I'm going to unfold that for you. The reason the church, capital C, exists. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you're the church. I know that we call the building we're in a church, but the reality is the church is you. Number one, the reason, number one reason the church exists, and it is number one with intention to be an agency for evangelizing the world. The agency of God for evangelizing the world. It's why we were outside yesterday preaching the gospel, finding some unique way. I don't care if we're giving out fake eggs that have a treat in them. If that attracts people onto the grounds and we get the opportunity to tell them of the reason for celebration and during what is known by the world as Easter time, you'll hear me refer to next Sunday as Resurrection Day. But I don't care what means it takes. If we got to get people out here, I, hey, 
We find a pathway to tell them about Jesus. That's why they're here. The church exists to evangelize the world. Acts 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. If this were a red-lettered edition, those words would be in red. Because Jesus said them. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. So we exist to be an agency of God for evangelizing the world. Number one. Number two, to be a corporate body in which man may worship God. To be a corporate body in which man may worship God. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 puts it this way. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we shall, we share the same spirit. Doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your race, doesn't matter your culture. We all are part of the one body of Christ. I love to hear uh, evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth say, I didn't know there was a black church. There's not a black church, there is the church. Skin color, color is irrelevant. There's not a Puerto Rican church. There are plenty of them floating around this city, but they are representations of the one church. I don't want y'all surprised when you get to heaven. There's going to be people that talk like I do and worse. They have a drawl on their voice that some of you have to listen to them and go, you need a translator. I'm going to go on down there and I'm going to get us some dogs and we're going to have something good to eat right now. I'm fitting to tell you something. You need to know. Now listen, from every race, color, creed, background and that you could possibly imagine, one spirit, one body. So we're the people of God designed to evangelize the world and, and secondarily to be a corporate body in which man may worship God. And so we gather like this so that people become, learn how to operate together. And fortunately, you're a part of a church that is very diverse. Thank the Lord. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the brothers and sisters that make up this body of believers. Third purpose for being is to be a channel of God's purpose to build a body of saints being perfected in the image of his son. And that's a long way of saying make disciples. The reason we exist is not just to see people come to Christ like we did yesterday but to see them built up. And Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 through 12 puts it this way. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Look at Pastor Mackay and say, you're a gift. Look at Pastor Amy and say, you're a gift. She's not just my gift. She's your gift. 
gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people. Look at your neighbor right now and say, you're God's people. And it's Pastor Mackay, Pastor Amy, Pastor Cole's job to teach you to do his, God's work, and build up the church, the body of Christ. So it comes around, makes this circle. You get saved, and you become part of the body, and as part of the body, there are people who play their part in the body uniquely to build that body up. So that you can now turn right around and do the same thing. Look at verse 16, same chapter, Ephesians 4, verse 16 puts it this way. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So this is a mission that's possible because the body of Christ is doing what it's supposed to do. And so God's designed it perfectly. But now we have a nursery with some kids in it, but somebody's working in that nursery. And now we have children downstairs in two different departments, the preschoolers and the elementary age kids, so that you parents can sit here in peace. And actually receive the word. The body fits together wonderfully. And so we're, we're about the business of discipleship. We'll do some more discipleship tonight with our Royal Rangers and Impact Girls Club. Six, well, 545. They meet together and building up the body of believers. But children in this case. It's just discipleship. Number four. We're to be a people who demonstrate God's love and compassion for all the world. So I gave you the four parts of it. Number one, an agency of God for evangelizing the world. Number two, a corporate body in which man may worship God. Number three, to be a channel of God's purpose to build a body of saints being perfected in the image of his son. And finally, number four here, to be of people who demonstrate God's love and compassion for all the world. Every other Monday night is perhaps the best consistent way that this church shows its love or the love of God for the world. We demonstrate it by giving food out to those in need. After all, Psalms chapter 112 verse 9 puts it this way. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. Do you know we have a reputation in this area? Your church has a reputation. Thank God. It's a good reputation. I don't mean everybody likes this because everybody doesn't. But what I am telling you is that we've developed a reputation based on this. We demonstrate God's love by caring for people who have needs. It's the reason the church exists. It's the reason you, you got up this morning and, and came to church in the rain. It's the reason we exist to evangelize, to be a the body of Christ, corporate body of Christ, to build one another up in discipleship and finally to show compassion to those in need. It's the reason the church exists. Not to just be some big building here on the corner of Eaton and Primrose worth millions of dollars. Who cares? If it doesn't impact the community, it's just a bunch of wood and stone. So this is the mindset we must embody as a church. We must understand why we exist 
be about that business. When we look at any of our programs and functions as a body of believers, this is the plumb line. Why do you exist? To evangelize. To be a part of the body, join together, fit together, to build one another up in discipleship, to help people in need. That's why we exist. That's the plumb line. Ask it of everything you're a part of, even in this church. Why are we doing this? To touch lives. It'll fit in one of those four categories why we do what we do as a church. Somewhere it fits. Even people smiling out in the foyer when you came in this morning. Hopefully they were smiling, but you couldn't tell because they were wearing a mask, could you? But at least their attitude was pleasant, right? Say amen. The attitude was good. They were glad to see you. Tamika, you were glad to see those people coming through the door, right? trying to remember who else was out there I saw Florence was there earlier and it's your birthday isn't it Florence you don't want nobody to know that do you <laughs> say happy birthday Florence we love you Florence <laughs> let me move forward with this while I think we're doing wonderful I will always push you to Stretch. I'm going to keep on stretching you folks. It'll never stop. That'll never change. It's just who I am. Because that's what God's called me to do. If you're comfortable where you're at, I want to move you higher. Go further. Dig deeper. Be more active. Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because now it's personal. I told you it was mission possible first. Now it's personal. Paul and writing to his young preacher, protege, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, he said it this way, preach the word. And I said it in the earlier service. I believe it was Francis of Assisi. Y'all can check me because you have. It is Francis of Assisi who said it, something like this. Preach always. Preach often. If necessary, use words. I think you get it, right? Lessons are better caught than taught. It's time to move past go. It's time to put, put it in action. Preach always. Do you realize that? You're a witness always. You're preaching always. You're a representative always. Are you a good representative? Are you preaching the truth? Because people are looking at you always. And right now you may be enjoying the fact that you can hide behind your mask and people can't see what you really think by your face. Who would ever thought we'd be walking into banks taking out money with masks on? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. We are not saved only to be instruments for God, but to be his sons and daughters. He does not turn us into spiritual agents, but into spiritual messengers. You're a messenger. You're constantly giving out a message. Constantly. The message must be part of us this is about being the message is part of us it's about being you're not just saying something this is who you are to be the son of God you see Jesus was his own message look at what John 6 63 says the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life do you hear it? Do you hear it when he says it? The words I have spoken are spirit and life. 
In other words, what he's saying is, I am the embodiment of the message. So are you supposed to be the body, embodiment of the message. As his disciples, our lives must be a holy example of the reality of our message. So our walk and our talk need to line up. Look at your neighbor right now and say, say get in alignment. Match that word with your actions. Make sure your, your mouth isn't the only thing preaching a message. Because the rest of you is too. Trying to be careful here because I could go down a whole other lane. But at least, at least you have to understand that, do you, I, I'll not look at anybody. Do you realize that your clothing sends a message? That you are preaching with how much or little clothing you wear? I'm trying my best. I'm just, uh, maybe I'll watch the monitor. That's safe. You, you're preaching a message whether you intend to or not. You're sending a message. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't watch it, but I've heard what happened on the Grammys. Hey, straight up, church, some of you young people don't know this. Hear this preacher say this. What you saw, if you watched it, or you watched repeats of it because you didn't actually watch it because your parents knew better, that was soft porn. When I was a kid, if I was 17 years old watching them two women up on that stage, I would have been a thrill for me. And not in a good way. And it was right national television as if this is the culture we're trying to create. That is garbage. Nothing but garbage. It doesn't deserve any honor. It doesn't deserve any accolades. I don't want any one of, of your daughters looking or acting like that in front of others, period. I look angry because I am. Parading that as if it's something that somebody should want to watch or be a part of. It's garbage designed to get to your baser levels and create within you an ignorance of the mindset of Christ. And it will do nothing but draw you away from the kingdom of God. I stopped watching those kinds of programs years ago. And I only know about it because others have talked about it. As his disciples, our lives must be a holy example of the reality of our message. Let me explain it to you this way. This is, this is a full, this is one of those, you're going to want to take a picture of this next slide because it takes a heart broken by conviction of sin, baptized by the Holy Spirit, and crushed into submission to God's purpose to make a person's life a holy example of God's message. I'll tie it right in with last week's message. The Apostle Paul Writing, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Hear it? I am crucified with Christ. Yet, it's not I who lives, 
but Christ who lives in me. You hear it? I am the embodiment of the message Paul is saying. Take your picture quick because I'm moving. What I want you to know is there's a difference between giving a testimony and preaching. Let me explain this to you. A preacher is someone who has received the call of God and is determined to use all his or her energy to proclaim God's truth. That's a preacher. But you see, God takes us beyond our own aspirations and ideas for our lives and molds and shapes us for his purpose. So we become the embodiment of the message. And that happens with everyone, not just preachers. Let me put it to you this way. You know what he did on Pentecost? Those bumbling bunch of disciples that denied him not days earlier suddenly became the embodiment of the message. Therefore, Peter could stand up on the day he had been baptized with Holy Spirit, filled up to overflowing. Now he becomes the embodiment of the message and he's able to speak it forth. Truth and reality. Their lives were transformed, weren't they? I've got another slide you're going to want to take a picture of. This now is a quote from Oswald Chambers, so I'll give him the credit and I want you to know it. The purpose of Pentecost was not to teach the disciples something, but to make them the incarnation of what they preached so that they would literally become God's message in the flesh. So let me, let me break it down for you. It's not, you're not filled with the Holy Ghost so you can talk in tongues. You're not filled with the Holy Ghost, so you have some power that you did not have before. You are filled with the Holy Ghost so that you look like, act like, walk like, talk like Jesus all day long, every day, in your home, outside the home. You are the embodiment of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not something we parade around like, thank you, Lord. I am glad that I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I am glad that I speak in tongues. And I'll say it like Paul says. I thank God, maybe, I don't know all of you because I'm not in your homes and I don't know your life, but I speak in tongues a lot. I'll just leave it there. I'm glad for that. But I got to have more than that. I got to have a whole lot more than that. Acts 1.8 says, you shall be witnesses to me. You shall be witnesses. So you're a witness, whether you like it or not. You're given testimony, whether you intend to or not. Let me bring it to a close. It's on. Look at your neighbor right now and say, it's all. It's all now. Something about to come down. <laughs> Being a witness must flow out of who we are. It's not just something that you do on occasions. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get busy here at Central Assembly having some schooling, teaching you how to be a better witness and actively with your words witness. But it's got to flow out of who you are. A popular thought coming from a very vocal segment of our society today claims to be woke. They, I, 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 Isaiah, it's not working again, bro. You got to touch a button. Do something. Or Jose. Let's try it. There we go. Glory to God. Wait a minute. I went, it must have went like four pages. There we go. I'm going to get it right now. 
Stay with me, church. This is good stuff. Being a witness must flow out of who we are. And as I just said, a popular segment of our society claims to be woke. Now, I know I got y'all attention that are watching online right now. He about to go there. It's time the church woke. Got woke. I know I'm using the kind of language that's weird, and it's okay. I, I'll go back to normal. I don't know if I went. There's no such thing. This is the new normal. So everybody's saying that, so this is the new normal. But I think it's time the church is woke. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, but stay with me. You'll get it. Woke to who you are, a blood-bought child of the king. Woke to knowing you are a king's kid. Woke to your real value because you hold the keys to eternity in you. Woke to your true mission. Why you exist. You just heard that today. Woke to the fact that being filled with the Holy Spirit empowers you. Woke knowing that the power of the power that is within you. You actually possess power. Holy Ghost power. That is the power of God works in you. Woke to the fact that you're a conduit. That God flows through you. Woke to the fact that you are heaven-bent on harassing Satan. Yeah, I said it that way. You wanted me to say it the other way. And it would make sense either way. But the point is, I want, you remember in the scriptures where it says, Jesus I know, Paul I know, I don't know you. And so what did the spirit do? That evil spirit messed them up. But I want your name on the end of that list. We said, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know that Pastor Cole, he's been messing me up. That's what I want Satan thinking of you. That where you go, because you know who you are. You know who you are. You harass the devil. When you take steps, he shudders at you. What are they going to mess up now? There they go. There he is now up there on that platform teaching the truth. In your workplace, there she is teaching the truth, telling these people that Jesus is the only way. I got to stop her. She got to stop that mess. I want you woke to knowing that within you is the ability to break chains of bondage in others, in you. You have the ability because of Christ in you to break the chains of bondages and bondages that are in others' lives. I want you woke to knowing that life and death are in the power of your tongue. That's the word right there. Come on, somebody, say it. That's the word. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. And I want you woke to knowing that you're a mountain mover. Say, I'm done kicking stones. I'm ready to move some mountains. So I want you woke. But I got to ask you, are you acting on your claims? Because if pressed, most of you would claim to be a servant of the Most High God. Are you acting on that claim? Are you woke? Before... God's message can liberate other people. His liberation has to be real in you. Come on, Pastor Mackay. 
Has Christ truly set you free? Because while the whole world, whole of the world, is not even asking that question out loud in their hearts, it is a constant. Because everyone, everybody wants to know what happens when this gig is up. They want to know. People want to leave a legacy. I mean, come on, if it's all over and done when I'm put in the ground, you want something to last, don't you? I mean, when, when my, my children are dead and gone, or I'm dead and it's just my children and then my grandchildren after them, I want something more and I have something more because it goes on for eternity. And you know that. In spite of the people that think they don't care, they do. And even if they're ignorant to that fact and don't care or think they don't care, it's incumbent upon you to let them know the truth and share the love of Jesus Christ with them. So I think it's time that we make it our business to speak on behalf of the one we represent. It's time. It's time that we live as one transformed by the gospel and constantly on mission. Constantly on mission. Did you hear that? Constantly on mission. I said it last week, so I'll throw in a little more this week. Most of you know that I enjoy hunting. It's, a, it's just a passion that I enjoy. And what is amazing to me when I'm watching in particular white-tailed deer, and I know you all think it's weird because they hang out in your backyard and stuff, but when you're in the woods, they are constantly on alert. Constantly. An odd noise happens. I'm saying... Did y'all hear that? A deer can be back there where Garfield is sitting all the way in the corner and I I do that and they'll go look right at you they're constantly on alert I wonder if you're constantly engaged in talking to people in preaching with your mouth but your life Jesus And as we close out this last Sunday of our Missions Gladness Month, and you see all of the posters that surround this building, maybe, maybe you, you can't go to Israel or to Mozambique or Tibet or India or over here to Latin America, or Turkey, or Northern Asia, or Asia Pacific, or Thailand, or Sudan, or Ecuador. But you can send people. And so I ask you once again, at the close of this service, we gave out your faith promises over the last several weeks, and I trust you have them. If you don't, before you leave, grab one. They're at the uh, back there on the stands and pray and ask the Lord what you can do by faith to be a blessing to missions and reaching around the world we're going to keep chasing souls right here in, in the valley we'll keep at it but we're also going to get, keep reaching around the world and I want to encourage you to give faithfully would you stand to your feet It's possible that as you sit here or stand now in this sanctuary that you've gone through this entire service and you're not absolutely certain of your relationship with Christ. And if you were to die or the church be raptured and you're not quite sure, you're not absolutely positive, let me put it that way. You're not absolutely positive you would go to heaven. There's still some question mark. And if you're listening to me online and you're not absolutely positive you'd go to heaven, I 
wonder if you'd acknowledge right now in this moment, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus. Connect with us if you're watching online and you're hearing this message now. Say, I need Jesus and I know it. If you're in the sanctuary right now, would everyone please bow your head, close your eyes for a brief moment. You're hearing you're saying, preacher, I... I may not have paid attention to everything you said, but I I did catch this. I'm not absolutely certain I'd go to heaven. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, then I'm certain that you will not spend eternity in heaven. But if you want to know him and be assured of eternity in heaven, lift your hand right where you are just now. Say, I want to be assured of it. I'm a little unsure, preacher. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. This is between you, me, and the Lord. Lift your hand right where you're at. If you're not in a right relationship with Christ. I do not see a hand here, so wave at me a little harder, a little higher if there's anybody here saying, I, I got to be sure, preacher. Pray for me. Anybody? If there's a chance you're watching online and you've heard this message and 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 you, you shot up an emoji hand for us. Sent it to us. Do that. Let us know. Ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins, to be your Lord and Savior. Ask him. Say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I give you my life, Lord. I'm forever yours. Heads are still bowed and eyes are closed. If you're straight with this preacher, you'd say, Pastor, the message I've been sending, the signal I've been giving off doesn't look a whole lot like Jesus. I need to be better at it, and I need to do it far more often, preaching with my mouth and with my lifestyle, my actions. Lift your hand up right where you're at. Thank you for those three really honest people. I take it to mean that the rest of you are doing really well. Come on, let's pray together. Lord, help us. Even though the song is a worldly song, Lord, just a whole lot less talk and a lot more action. That's what we want. We want to represent you way better, Lord. Help us. Help us to be bold enough to actually speak as a witness and even more bold to live as a full-on committed follower Jesus Christ help us Father to move past go to take the message with us to be strong in the presentation of the message of the gospel help us Lord going forward as we recognize we're in the final days it's the final countdown Lord. we're in those days Love you folks. God bless you. Have an amazing day. You joined us online. Thank you for joining us. Have a great Sunday, Palm Sunday. As you depart, please put your mask on if you don't mind. Smile with your eyes. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, 
www.centralfamily.net or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.